Thank you for choosing Miniaturist of Baptist Church podcast. We hope you benefit from this message. If you'd like to learn more about Miniaturist of Baptist Church, please visit our website at miniaturistachurch.org. you haven't been with us, you're saying, hey, we were in the book of Mark last week. And I said, yeah, we were. And we were in the book of Mark last year. So we're just slowly working our way through the book. And if you have a bulletin on the back of your bulletin, it's an opportunity for you to take some notes if you so choose. This is what it says in the back, on the back of your bulletin. The Sadducees do not believe in the resurrection after the dead. That's why they're sad, you see. <laughs> come on, little, little, come on, little. That's why they're sad, you see. Oh, very good. <laughs> yeah. They also deny the existence of angels and anything supernatural. That being the case, it's ironic that they would ask this bizarre, and, and when we read it, you're going to say, wow, that's a weird question. They would ask this bizarre question concerning the afterlife, which they don't even believe in. Jesus concludes the answer to their question with these words, you are badly mistaken. <laughs> you are badly mistaken. Ouch! So in our text today, the Sadducees get on the bandwagon to try to catch Jesus with his words. We've got the Pharisees and the Herodians last week. We've got the Sadducees this week. And next week, we have the teachers of the law. All different religious entities within Judaism. The Sadducees were responsible for everything that went on in the temple. So a few days earlier, we're still on Wednesday of the Passion Week. On Monday of the Passion Week, a few days earlier, Jesus went into the temple, which the Sadducees are completely in charge of. And by the way, because they were cheating the people, the Sadducees were the wealthier elite of that time. Jesus went in and tore apart the temple, which of course really made the Sadducees mad. The people didn't really like the Sadducees because of their association with Rome and because they were cheats. And if you will remember in 70 AD, we've talked about this before, the temple is totally obliterated when the Romans came in. And last week we mentioned all the Jews that were killed and thrown over the walls and so after the temple was completely destroyed in 70 A.D., the Sadducees kind of drifted away, and there are no Sadducees today. So I want to read the text to you, and then we'll talk about it. We are in Mark chapter 12 and verse 18. So in verse 13, the Pharisees and the Herodians came to Jesus to catch him in his words. And now in chapter 12, verse 18... The Sadducees, who say there is no, no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and have children for his brother. 
And then we're going to look at that passage. It's in Deuteronomy, but they go a little bit farther with that concept. Uh, Let's see here. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married and died without leaving any children. The second one married the widow, but he also died leaving no children. It's the same with the third. In fact, none of the seven left any children. Last of all, the woman died too. I mean, I'm not sure I would want to be married to that woman if all those husbands died, but in the end, she dies too. In fact, none of the seven left any children, and last of all, the woman died too. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be since the seven were married to her? Okay, so that's the question that the Sadducees, who don't even believe in afterlife, want to stump Jesus with. And I love Jesus' reply. He pulls no punches. And he says, Are you not an heir because you do not know the Scriptures or the power of God? When the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Now, about the dead rising, have you not read in the book of Moses... In the account of the bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken. So that is the reading of God's word. Some thoughts. The first one is this. The Sadducees were only interested in the Pentateuch. And uh, for those that struggle with spelling, I put it up there. (laughs) Uh, That's not a word we say much. It's not a word we spell much. What the Pentateuch is, is the first five books of the Bible. Penta, meaning five. Pentagon, Pentateuch. The first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Those are the five books of the Bible. They are called the Pentateuch. The Sadducees only accepted the first five books of the Bible. And those of you that maybe this year are thinking of reading through the Bible in a year, some people start that and really are gung-ho at the beginning. Genesis, Exodus, those are good books to read, good historical books, and then boom, Leviticus. And that's where a lot of people stop. Well, the Sadducees knew Leviticus. All right, they knew Leviticus. And the one thing that delineates them from the other religious leaders that we're going to be talking about and we have talked about is they don't believe in the resurrection of the dead. Basically, their belief is when you die, that's it. You're gone, you're annihilated. There's no more you, your history, your dust, nothing. So really, no penalty for bad behavior for the Sadducees, no reward for good behavior, because there's no afterlife, 
And really, there is absolutely no need, if there's no afterlife, for a Messiah. So their question is odd, and as I shared, their question stems from Deuteronomy chapter 25, verses 5 through 10. And so they start off in verse 19 of chapter 12, teacher, it's a form of flattery, just like the Sadducees and the, or the Pharisees and the Herodians last time. Teacher, if you were a rabbi, it was a form of flattery to be called teacher. And they said, Moses wrote for us. So Moses, the writer of the first five books of the Bible, that's their spot, that's their text. Moses wrote for us. And Moses wrote this in Deuteronomy chapter 25. Verses 5 through 10. So let's take a look at that and uh, we'll see how uh, Moses wrote this and how the Sadducees take what Moses wrote and then add a few things to it and come up with their question. So in Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 5, if brothers are living together and one of them dies without a son, his, his widow must not marry outside the family. Her husband's brother shall take her and marry her and fulfill the duty of a brother-in-law to her. The first son she bears shall carry on the name of the dead, on the name of the dead brother, so that his name will not be blotted out from Israel. And we'll explain what that means. However, if a man does not want to marry his brother's wife, she shall go to the elders at the town's gate and say, my husband's brother refuses to carry on his brother's name in Israel. He will not fulfill the duty of a brother-in-law to me. Then the leaders of his town shall summon him and talk to him. If he per per uh, persists in saying, I do not want to marry her, his brother's widow shall go to him in the presence of the elders Take off one of his sandals, spit in his face, and say, This is what is done to the man who will not build up his brother's family line. That man's line shall be known in Israel as the family of the unsandaled. Alright? Interesting. It's in Deuteronomy. You can take a peek there. You don't want that over your door. All right? The unsandaled man. <laughs> you don't want that phrase over your door. And so the idea here is, this, is that if a widowed woman does not have children, then her husband's inheritance of the land will be lost. And this is really, a, this is really about land, all right? It's really about land. If the widowed woman does not have children, then her husband's inheritance of the land will be lost. Families needed children to perpetuate their inheritance. And so this woman whose husband died needs to have another husband so that she can have children so that they can continue to receive the land that Moses gave them as an inheritance when they went into the promised land. Now, this was only valid if the brother was single. Okay, I mean, the Lord is not saying divorce your wife so that you can marry your brother's wife. And of course, 
the idea here is, no, you can't marry your wife and then marry your brother's wife too. There's no such thing as multiple wives. So the idea, it, it was only valid if the brother was single. So the Sadducees expand their story a bit and talk about seven brothers. Seven brothers marry this woman. None of them have children. In the end, they say, whose wife will she be since the seven were married to her in heaven? And as I shared, I love the way Jesus replies he doesn't pull any punches and he says, you do not know the scriptures. Sadducees, you do not know the scriptures. You're ignorant of what the Bible says. My Bible says um, you, are, you are not in air because you, you are not in air because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. You are in air because you do not know the scriptures. In air, the word is Planeo, planeo, and we get the word planet from this. It means wandering bodies. So when Jesus says you are in air, what he's saying is you're mentally wandering from the truth. You're mentally wandering from the truth. You are a wandering body. In Jude chapter thir uh, ver verse 13, one chapter in Jude, Jude 13, we are told that the false prophets were called wandering stars. Wandering stars. So Jesus tells these religious leaders that they don't know their Bibles. Had they known their scriptures, they would know God promises resurrection. And he also adds to that, not only do you not know your Bibles, but you do not know the power of God. You do not know the scriptures or the power of God. If God can create the heavens in six days, Genesis, that's your book, Moses. Moses wrote it. That's your book, Sadducees. If God can create the heavens and the earth in six days, he is capable of sorting out husbands and wives in heaven if that were important. So then Jesus goes on in his answer to the question, affirming what is important. And so the first thing Jesus affirms that is important is the resurrection. The resurrection. Jesus says in verse 25, when the dead rise, when the dead rise. He's talking about the resurrection. After life is taught in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, Psalm 16, if you want to turn there, you certainly can. Psalm 16, and verses 9 through 11, talk about the resurrection. <clears throat> Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure, because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Isaiah 26 verse 19 says, Your dead will live, their bodies will rise. Daniel 12 verse 2, Multitudes who sleep in the dust 
of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. And then, of course, Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. So Jesus affirms the resurrection of the dead to the Sadducees in his answer. And then he also affirms the existence of angels. Remember I told you the uh, Sadducees don't believe in angels. They don't believe in afterlife. They don't believe in anything supernatural. Jesus also affirms the existence of angels. He says, when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. No need to procreate uh, in heaven because nobody dies. And so we will be like the angels in heaven. And in heaven, the angels are eternal. The angels are glorious. The angels are powerful. We're told the angels are heavenly. But in heaven, angels do not cohabitate or reproduce Which brings us to the other thing that Jesus affirms, family ceases to exist in heaven. And as I shared, no need to procreate because nobody dies in heaven. So in heaven there will be no need for marriages. Now today is uh, Valentine's Day, so if you're here with your spouse, when I say in heaven there will be no need for marriages, please don't say yes. All right? You ought not to do that if you're here on Valentine's Day with your spouse. What you ought to do is look at them in the eye and say, Bummer. Bummer. All right? That would be awful. That would be awful. (laughs) Eve was created to complete Adam, and together God said they were very good. Now, I wrote this down, but this is something that you can think about. Because after I wrote it down, I thought, you know, that, that I read it in a commentary. But then I thought, you know, I'm not sure about that. What I wrote down is this. But in heaven, okay, so Eve was created to complete Adam. And together, God said they were very good. All right? We know that. Genesis. But then this, this commentary said this, and I, I thought this was interesting. So I, I want you to think about this. But in heaven... We don't need completeness because we are perfect there. So in heaven, we don't need completeness because we are perfect there. Does anybody get what I'm trying to think about here? Yes. We'll be one with Christ. Okay, we will be one with Christ, and that brings up a whole nother thing. That wasn't exactly what I was thinking about, but that's, that's really the, the, the reason we don't need a spouse, because we will be one with Christ. But I was thinking about this, that if in, on earth God made Adam and Eve to be complete, And we don't need to be complete in heaven because we'll be perfect. Adam and Eve were created before sin, and so they were complete with each other before sin. 
Why won't we need each other in heaven after sin is taken away, just like Adam and Eve needed each other on earth for completeness before sin? So that was the direction my mind was going, and I don't know that I have a complete answer as to that. Maybe just the commentary, maybe the guy didn't think quite as brilliantly as my mind thinks. Yeah, whatever. But I just think it's interesting, families, according to this verse here, uh, don't exist in heaven. So you can think about that for a while, and as I shared, some of you may say, yes. Others may say, wow, that's awful. Eve was created to complete Adam, and together God said they were very good. But in heaven, we don't need completeness because we are perfect there. Well, Adam and Eve were perfect when God first created them, and they needed completeness. So that just will give you something to think about. The last thing that Jesus affirms, and really he does this through Moses, Moses affirms the resurrection of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So what Jesus says here is he says now about the dead rising, this is verse 26, 26, have you not read in the book of Moses, that was a little bit of a kind of slap in the face, because Moses is that, the first five books are their books, have you not read in the book of Moses? In the account of the, birth, uh, of the bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are dead. And so in essence, what God is telling Moses is that even though they are dead, I am still the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they are still living in eternity after they die is basically what he's saying. And then he goes on and says, He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. God is not the God of the dead, but the living. So there will be a resurrection. This life is not the end. And whenever I kind of get discouraged, I look over at Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20. You might just want to write this down. This might be a verse you can quote this week. And this is good news. But our citizenship is in heaven. Alright? And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Every now and then when I think, man, life stinks. I can remember that my citizenship is in heaven and that in this stinkiness, I am awaiting a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. At the very end of your bulletin, it says this, every person will live forever. The important question is where? 
Every person will live forever. The important question is where. In California, and I've been there because I lived about an hour from there, there is a town called Paradise. And if you remember, there was massive fires there a couple of years ago. Paradise, California. I'm thinking that if we will live forever, the important question is where. I'm thinking of Paradise, California, where I think the zip code, if I will, would be 777. Perfect number. Paradise, California. Well, <laughs> we'll just call it Paradise. We won't say Paradise, California, but we'll just say Paradise. Now, on the other side of the United States, there's a town in Maine called Purgatory. All right? And so you could live in Paradise... Or you can live in purgatory, where I think the zip code might be 666. I don't know. Just, just thinking about that. The idea is, and the important question is, where will you spend eternity? And I would hate for you to get to the pearly gates and the Lord say to you what he said to the Sadducees, you are badly mistaken. Your name is not in the book. Depart from me, I never knew you. Let's bow for prayer. Every person will live forever. The important question is where? Paradise? Purgatory? Hell? I hope that each of us have discerned where we'll live after we die. I want to be with Jesus in paradise. And the way I can do that is by inviting Jesus into my, into my life to be my Lord and Savior. For God so loved the world, He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In that verse that we read together, Jesus says that you may know that you have eternal life, and that life is found in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. So Lord, I pray that each of us knows where we will spend eternity, and then each of us knows that until we get there, we need to keep our eyes focused, our vision forward, centered on Jesus Christ. And that will give us opportunity to live as citizens of heaven in this ungodly place. Thank you for the time in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Minnetrista Baptist Church is a community of Christ followers who value preaching and teaching scripture, biblical obedience, community, prayer, and evangelism. 
If you'd like to learn more about Minatrista Baptist Church, please visit our website at minatristachurch.org and come by for a Sunday morning service. We'd love to meet you.